Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition published by our dear friends, the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive daily excellent email that includes both the text reading for the day as well as the day's lesson. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 26, The Transition. Um, we're continuing in Section 8, The Review of Principles. And while we stopped at paragraph uh, 57 last week, I thought maybe today we would pick up at 56 and read to the end of that section, um, if that's okay with everyone. And we're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 282. I will not be afraid of love today. And by way of opening this morning, I found this little thought from Moji uh, that kind of says it all for me. And I will not be afraid to, of love today. It goes like this. Love does not need an intention or object to love. It is the highest expression of the capital being, a recognition of itself. It is the unity of being. Like the fragrance and the flower are one, your being radiates this love effortlessly. You are the self. Silence, wisdom, and joy are your perfume. It is here when you leave your luggage outside. Luggage means identity, desire, memory, projections, who you think you are and who you want to be. This beauty awakens in you where there is space for the beautiful one. Surrender. Be entirely empty of so-called you and the one alone shines in that space timelessly. I will not be afraid of love today. Amen. Oh, thank you for that. That was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was beautiful. Entire and complete. Okay, my dears. Here's our... Oh, you're so welcome. I was really happy to find it. Um, here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Jennifer, Karen, and Lana. And we're joined in listening this morning by Robin Marie. And I wonder if that's everyone. So far it is. So we'll go ahead and see who comes along to join us. Uh, does everyone have access to the reading today beginning at paragraph 57? It's a little bit, a uh, couple paragraphs before the beginning of the email. If we start at 56, does everyone have that? Okay. All righty. 
Then I'll just start with 56 and we'll read like we always do. In the principles of... <laughs> principle Review of Principles, Section 8, starting at paragraph 56. Salvation, perfect and complete, asks but a little wish that what is true be true. A little willingness to overlook what is not there. A little sigh that speaks for heaven as a preference to this world, which death and desolation seem to rule. In joyous answer will creation rise within you to replace the world you see with heaven, holy, perfect, and complete. What is forgiveness but a willingness that truth be true? What can remain unhealed and broken from a unity which holds all things within itself? There is no sin. And every miracle is possible the instant that the Son of God perceives his wishes and the will of God are one. Elamoyne. All right. 56 then. Salvation, perfect and complete, asks but a little wish that what is true be true, a little willingness to overlook what is not there, a little sigh that speaks for heaven as a preference to this world which death and desolation seem to rule. In joyous answer will creation rise within you to replace the world you see with heaven, holy, perfect, and complete. What is forgiveness but a willingness that truth be true? What can remain unhealed and broken from a unity which holds all things within itself? There is no sin. And every miracle is possible the instant that the Son of God perceives his wishes and the will of God are one. What is the will of God? He wills his Son have everything. And this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. This is the miracle by which creation became your function, sharing it with God. It is not understood apart from him and therefore has no meaning in this world. Thank you, Lemoyne. I'm Fran. 57. What is the will of God? He wills his son have everything. And this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. This is the miracle by which creation became your function, sharing it with God. It is not understood apart from him and therefore has no meaning in this world. 58. Here does the Son of God ask not too much, 
far too little. He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. And this he cannot do without a sense of isolation, loss, and loneliness. This is the treasure he has sought to find. And he could only be afraid of it. Is fear a treasure? Can uncertainty be what you want? Or is it a mistake about your will and what you really are? Let us consider what the error is so it can be corrected, not protected. Thank you, Fran. Uh, Jennifer. 58. Here does the Son of God ask not too much, but far too little. He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. And this he cannot do without a sense of isolation, loss, and loneliness. This is the treasure he has sought to find. He could only be afraid of it. Is fear a treasure? Can an uncertainty be what you want? Or is it a mistake about your will and what you really are? Let us consider what the error is so it can be corrected, not protected. 59. Sin is belief. Attack can be projected outside the mind where the belief arose. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source made real and meaningful. And from this air, does a world of sin and sacrifice arise. This world is an attempt to prove your innocence while cherishing attack. <laughs> it's failure lies in that you still feel guilty though without understanding why. Effects are seen as separate from their source and seem to be beyond you to control or to present. What is thus kept apart can never join. Thank you, Jennifer. And Karen. 59. Sin is belief. Attack can be projected outside the mind where the belief arose. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source made real and meaningful. And from this error, does the world of sin and sacrifice arise? This world is an attempt to prove your innocence while cherishing attack. Its failure lies in that you still feel guilty, though without understanding why. Effects are seen as separate from their source and seem to be beyond you to control or to prevent. What is thus kept apart can never join. 60. Cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, 
that he created you as part of him. And this must still be true because ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law, that each idea the mind conceives but adds to its abundance, never takes away. This is as true of what is idly wished as what is truly willed. Because the mind can wish to be deceived, but cannot make it be what it is not. And to believe ideas can leave their source is to invite illusion to be true without success. For never will success be possible in trying to deceive the Son of God. Thank you, Karen. I'm Lena. Okay. 60. Cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, that he created you as part of him. And this must still be true, because ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law, that each idea the mind conceives, but adds to its abundance, never takes away. This is as true of what is idly, idly wished as what is truly will, because the mind can wish to be deceived, but cannot make it be what it is not. And to believe ideas leave, can leave their source is to invite illusions to be true without success. For never will success be possible in trying to deceive the Son of God. one. The miracle is possible when cause and consequences are brought together, not kept separate. The healing of effects without the cause can merely shift effects to other forms, and this is not relief. God's Son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt. For otherwise, he still demands that he must make some sacrifice and thus denies that everything is his, unlimited by loss of any kind. A tiny sacrifice is just the same in its effects as is the whole idea of sacrifice. If loss in any form is possible, then is God's Son made incomplete and not himself. Nor will he know himself, nor recognize his will. He has forsworn his Father and himself and made them both his enemies in hate. Thank you, Lana. Uh, do we have a new reader for uh, 61 and 62? Is I'm on thread. Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay, Sandra, then Robin Marie. Thank you. What what number, please? A 61 and 62. Okay. The miracle is possible when cause and consequence are brought together, not kept apart. 
The healing of effect without the cause can merely shift effects to other forms. And this is not release. God's Son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt. For otherwise, he still demands that he must make some sacrifice and thus denies that everything is his, unlimited by loss of any kind. A tiny sacrifice is just the same in its effects as the whole idea of sacrifice. If loss in any form is possible, then is God's Son made incomplete and not himself. Nor will he know himself nor recognize his will. He has forsworn his Father and himself and made them both his enemies in hate. 62. Illusions serve the purpose they were made to serve. And from their purpose, they derive whatever meaning that they seem to have. God gave to all illusions that were made another purpose that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. In every miracle, all healing lies, for God gave answer to them all as one. And what is one to him must be the same. If you believe what is the same is different. You but deceive yourself. What God calls one will be forever one, not separate. His kingdom is united. Thus it was created, and thus will it ever be. Thank you, Sandra. And Robin Marie. 62. Illusions serve the purpose they were made to serve, and from their purpose they derive whatever meaning that they seem to have. God gave to all illusions that were made another purpose that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. In every miracle all healing lies, for God gave answer to them all as one. And what is one to him must be the same. If you believe what is the same is different, you but deceive yourself. What God calls one will be forever one, not separate. His kingdom is united. Thus it was created, and thus will it ever be. 63. The miracle but calls your ancient name, which you will recognize because the truth is in your memory. And to this name your brother calls for his release and yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not that you may be released. Each instant is the Son of God reborn until he chooses not to die again. In every wish to hurt, he chooses death instead of what his Father wills for him. Yet every instant offers life to him because his father wills that he should live. Thank you, Robin Marie. And would there be another new reader for 63 and 64? Yes. 
Um, this is Jessica. I can read. Thank you, Jessica. Sixty-three. The miracle but calls your ancient name, which you will recognize because the truth is in your memory. And to this name, your brother calls for his release and yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not that you may be released. Each instant is the Son of God reborn until he chooses not to die again. In every wish to hurt, he chooses death instead of what his father wills for him. Yet every instant offers life to him because his father wills that he should live. In crucifixion is redemption laid, for healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind. So is attack deprived of its efforts, and hate is answered in the name of love. To you to whom it has been given to save the Son of God from crucifixion and from hell and death, all glory be forever. For you have power to save the Son of God because his Father willed that it be so. And in your hands does all salvation lie, to be both offered and received as one. Thank you, Jessica. And is there another new reader for 64 and 65? Okay, back to you, Lemoyne. In crucifixion is redemption laid, for healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind. So is attack deprived of its effects, and hate is answered in the name of love. To you to whom it has been given to save the Son of God from crucifixion and from hell and death, all glory be forever. For you have the power to save the Son of God because his Father willed that it be so. And in your hands does all salvation lie to be both offered and received as one. To use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. It is not arrogant to be as he created you or to make use of what he gave to answer all his son's mistakes and set him free. But it is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious light.
I think you're backwards on the mute. Thank- I, I was. Thank you, Lemoyne, uh, very much. And Fran. 65. To use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. It is not arrogant to be as he created you or to make use of what he gave to answer all his son's mistakes and set him free. But it is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious light. 66. Abide in peace where God would have you be and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessing to the world of sin and death. For what can save each one of us can save us all. There is no difference among the sons of God. The unity that specialness denies will save them all, for what is one can have no specialness. And everything belongs to each of them. No wishes lie between a brother and his own. To get from one is to deprive them all. And yet to bless but one gives blessing to them all as one. Thank you, Fran. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, let's see. I think, did Jennifer drop off? Oh, no, I'm right here. There you yeah, are. it was. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sorry. 66. Abide in peace, for God would have you be, and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessing to the world of sin and death. For what can save each one? of us can save us all. There is no difference among the sons of God. The unity that specialness the unity that specialness denies will save them all. For what is one can have no specialness. And everything belongs to each of them. No wishes lie between a brother and his own. To get from one is to, to deprive them all. And yet to bless, but one gives blessing to them all as one. 67. Your ancient name belongs to everyone as theirs to you. Call on your brother's name and God will answer. For on him you call. Could he refuse to answer when he has already answered to all who, who call on him? A miracle can make no change at all. But it can make what always has been true be recognized by those who know it not. And by this little gift of truth, but let it, but let, <laughs> and by this little gift of truth, but let to be itself, the Son of God 
allowed to be himself and all creation free to call upon the name of God as one. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, hey, Karen. 67. Your ancient name belongs to everyone as theirs to you. Call on your brother's name and God will answer, for on him you call. Could he refuse to answer when he has already answered all who call on him? A miracle can make no change at all, but it can make what always has been true be recognized. By those who know it not, and by this little gift of truth, but let to be itself, the Son of God allowed to be himself, and all creation freed to call upon the name of God as one. Thank you, Karen. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I think to highlight this review of principles, um, the last uh, five, six, seven, eight, the last four principles. Principle number five is from paragraph 56. Salvation, perfect and complete, has but a little wish that what is true be true, a little willingness to overlook what is not there, a little sigh that speaks for heaven as preference to this world. In joyous answer will creation rise within you to replace the world you see with heaven, holy, perfect and complete. There is no sin, and every miracle is possible the instant that the Son of God perceives his wishes and the will of God are one. And principle number six is in paragraph 57. What is the will of God? He wills his Son have everything, and this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. This is the miracle by which creation became your function, sharing it with God. Principle number seven is in paragraph 60. Cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, that he created you as part of him, and this must still be true because ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law that each idea the mind conceives but adds to its abundance, never takes away. As a consequence in 61, the miracle is possible when cause and consequence are brought together, not kept separate. For God's Son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt. If loss in any form is possible, then is God's Son made incomplete and not himself. And finally, in paragraph 63 is, mirror, is principle number 8. 
the miracle that calls your ancient name, which you will recognize because the truth is in your memory. And to this name, your brother calls for his release and yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not that you may be released. Each instant is the Son of God reborn until he chooses not to die again. In every wish to hurt, he chooses death instead of what his Father wills for him. Yet every instant offers life to him because his Father wills that he should live. In crucifixion is redemption light, for healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind. So is attack deprived of its effects and hate is answered in the name of love. 65. To use the power God has given you as he would have you have it used is natural. Is natural. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious light. I think that's just where I'll end this little summary. Well, I've sure enjoyed reviewing these principles together. And um, the floor can be open for like about seven minutes before we um, put our hearts and minds into our lesson today. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thanks for that. You know, I'm, I'm, um, I, I would like to um, start off by saying this, this reading was made very real to me in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, the details are in, unimportant altogether. Um, but I realized in uh, my desire to less than share everything, um, my own incomplete uh, feelings um, were reflected back to me. I feel an urge to tell the story, but it's not important. It's just, um, it's important that I realize I will not be afraid of love today. And if I try to, um, or make an attempt to limit love, it's exactly as he says in this reading, I will feel incomplete and guilty. Um, <laughs> I want to tell the circumstances, but they're so irrelevant. The end of the story is, um, if I want to feel complete and whole and true to my uh, self as I was created, I will realize that any attempt to limit love or define what its parameters should be or how it should look or how it should uh, be reflected in the world, um, I will experience that as a wound to my very own heart 
and um, and I'm so glad that every miracle is possible when I realized that could never be um, because cause and effect are one you know he says you who belong to first cause are more than guiltless but I need to realize but this I belong to first cause and ever forever and ever will be an effect of my creator and my creator would never limit love or define how it should look and so um, when I realize that um, I've made that attempt all I need to do is ask for a correction of my mind and I'll be restored to uh, my original self and so will uh, the recipient of that love that I tried to limit you know and so I'm, I'm really grateful for this reading today and for this lesson today um, and for the realization that um, love is sharing it's not anything ever less than that I'm complete well that was good thank you makes me want to know the story <laughs> oh, that was lovely thank you Lori thank you so much Lori Thank you Morning, so much, and, and I just want to say that the hearing the circumstances, even if they're not entirely relevant, is helpful for me and I think others in terms of like applying the course to, you know, seeing how we can apply the course to our life. Thanks. Oh, sure. And, you know, if there's an opportunity, I'd be happy to because it was relevant. Come ahead, Sandra. Well, I, I just had something kind of odd happen. It wasn't really odd, but I sit at, my, oh, this is Robin Marie, and I sit at McDonald's in the morning now because at the bluffs it's really too dark. So I sit here underneath a street lamp and enjoy the call. And I just had a, a person come a foot away from my window to beg and I just waved him away I wasn't mean but I felt um, right in doing that because even though you know sharing and giving and receiving are one thing uh, there has to be boundaries there have to be boundaries and I know that if I start giving to the homeless here then the homeless will come here to beg from me, and I, I can't do that. Also, it brings up my um, the, the requirement of my job is that, I, is that I take this course called mandated reporting, and I have to do that today. And I always find it very unpleasant but I'm hoping that today I can look at it in a different way because it will talk about children being hurt and that 
you know, we as preschool teachers or any teacher, any, you know, person who sees that should report it. And so that is also a boundary. And it's to help the person who's hurting as well, who's hurting the other person, because they need help. <laughs> as, and so anyway, that's what hearing that happened. That's what happened to me this morning. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you, Robert Marie. Thank you. Um, let's see what... Well, you know what? It's right at the top of the hour. Um, and I know, Sandra, you, you had something you were going to say there. Would you like to do that before the lesson? Sure, it's really quick. <clears throat> what I'm realizing the highest form of love there is on this planet is forgiveness. And, you know, if I focus in on crucifixion, then I want to make a correction. I want to fix it. I want to change it somehow because it seems so, so unjust. But if I focus in on the forgiveness, which is God's greatest gift to all of us, we are forgiven, period. There's no, there's no other truth but that. We are forgiven. In order for me to know that forgiveness for myself, I must give it. And that is the way out and off of this planet is forgiveness. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I'm complete. Oh, that was just beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. It was Thank you for sharing that, Sandra. And I wanted to say thank you to Robin Marie. I just love hearing about your life, but um, I got disconnected as I was trying to say thank you. Sorry. Oh, bless your heart. Okay. So, Fran, once again, we'll turn to you uh, to lead our reflection today on our new topic and and our lesson. So thank you very thank much you, for everything you offer in preparation as well as everything you offer in, in sharing it. Oh. oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. Oh, sure. Um, just come on in and you'll see it to the right. Light will go on. Our... I'm mute now. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and where the new theme we're on is what is the Holy Spirit. Let me see. What is the Holy Spirit? And the lesson that we're on today is lesson 282. I will not be afraid of love today. Wow. <laughs> so I'll also read something, what is the Holy Spirit, and then we'll go over to the lesson and do our five-minute practice. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. As he must bridge the gap between reality and dreams, perception leads to knowledge through the grace that God has given him to be his gift to everyone who turns to him for truth. Across the bridge that he provides are dreams all carried to the truth to be dispelled before the light of knowledge. 
There are sights and sounds forever laid aside. The goal, the Holy Spirit's teaching says, is just this end of dreams. For learning, as the Holy Spirit guides it to the outcome he perceives for it, becomes the means to go beyond itself, to be replaced by the eternal truth. Accept your Father's gift. It is a call from love to love, let it be but itself. The Holy Spirit is his gift by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. Would you refuse to take the function of completing God when all he wills is that you be complete? We'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 282. I will not be afraid of love today. If I could realize but this today, salvation would be reached for all the world. This the decision not to be insane and to accept myself as God himself, my Father, and my Source created me. This the determination not to be asleep in dreams of death while truth remains forever living in the joy of life. And this the choice to recognize the self whom God created as the Son he loves and he remains my one reality. Father, your name is love and so is mine. Such is the truth. And can the truth be changed by merely giving it another name? The name of fear is simply a mistake. Let me not be afraid of truth today. Lesson 282, I will not be afraid of love today. Five minutes.
Lesson 282. I will not be afraid of love today. Amen. Thank you, friends. Yeah. Thank you, friends. it all. Good morning, it's Karen. I will not be afraid of love today. Um, I am ever more aware of the fact that I operate in fear of love and fear of life. You know, there's um, hypervigilance about self-protection. And it it manifests as, you know, staying alone of physically, that is. Um, today we were reading in the text earlier before this call, and it said, um, the reality of the world is love. The reality of the world of, is love. And fear is the denial of love. And that I need to deny the denial. May I deny the denial. And that hatred is a call for love. So I'm just walking today with myself wide open because love is everywhere around me because I not only have love, but I have it because I am it. I have everything because I am everything. And love is safe. And love is what's real. And the fear is an illusion. So I will deny the illusion. I'm complete. Beautiful. Beautiful, Karen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Karen. Karen. Lovely. Mm. It was lovely. Thank you, Karen. This is Sandra again, really quick. I'm, I, you know, what, the last thing I just said, and, and I'm processing, when I do these calls, I process, and I, I apply it to what the hell is going on in my life. And I said, forgiveness was the highest form of love there is on this planet. And I'm afraid of forgiveness. I just realized I'm afraid of forgiveness. I'm afraid that if I forgive that who's ever doing this despicable behavior, <laughs> right, will continue to do it if I forgive them. <laughs> or the situation will continue to happen if I don't somehow make a correction or fix it. Or I'm afraid of forgiveness. So I'm going to work on that. I'm complete. Oh, Thanks, thank Sandra. Sandra. Thank you, I know son. exactly what you mean. Yes, I me too. Yeah. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. I'm sorry, Dan. Um, good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful, gosh, perfect fall day in New Hampshire. Sun shining, cool. This is lovely. I feel like I'm sitting in heaven, which I am. <laughs> um, you know, I want to talk about, share about boundaries. Because um, Jesus says in Course in Miracles that there are levels of forgiveness. And we, are, we forgive at the highest level that we're capable of forgiving in that moment. And that's good. And that's good. 
when I was diagnosed with that fatal disease, Jesus knew that I couldn't completely leave the medical profession. Jesus knew that my mind was not clear on the truth that my body has no power, the mind doesn't give it. So he offered me a compromise. He said to me, let the doctors take care of your body and I will take care of your mind. And that was all I was capable of. That was the highest form of forgiveness I could muster up from my humanity. And it's the same when I'm approached by a brother who is in need of something or who aggravates me or who I may be upset with or angry with. You know, I, I have put a boundary or what I call distance between us. And the purpose of that distance is for my mind, to give my mind a chance to heal so that a, my brother will show up in his truth, in his purity, in his Christ for me to behold instead of what my ego has laid upon him. And so, you know, sometimes it might be a week, sometimes a month, but that time interval I tried to use for healing. And, and it always seems to work. You know, the sting of the anger fades away. My mind returns to peace, and I see the truth of him. Boundaries, even when they're used for the purpose of forgiveness, are fine. It's the highest form of forgiveness that we are capable of making at that moment. It's not bad or wrong. But boundaries is not, are not an attribute of love. Boundaries are a limit on love. It's a block between love. Because if I was in my truth, if I could see the truth of my brother, I would need no boundaries. So, you know, I try to keep that clear in my mind that I'm human and I need, I am what I am. And sometimes a boundary is needed in order, you know, maybe that is the highest form of forgiveness I'm capable of. Maybe I need that boundary in order to reconnect with the love and the truth of my brother. Jesus says, to have all, give all. And that is because, in truth, we are whole. We are complete. And there's nothing that we lack. And there's no loss in truth. To give is to receive because they are one. So I just have to keep reminding myself of the truth. Even though I stumble and, and, and fear, and, it's, and it goes back to the lesson today, anything that is short of love is fear of love. And I can call it whatever I need to call it. But I have to remember that the love of God, my, the love that I am and the love that my brother is, has no barriers, has no boundaries, has no blockades. You know, uh, I put them there. And it's all okay. That's, that's the, the, the key point I want to make, is that however we function in this dream, or this dream-like state, is okay. We don't, I don't have to judge myself for it. I, I don't have to do anything. Because my innocence is assured by God. So we, we travel in this dreamlike state 
in this world of perception. Um, we see perceptions which aren't the truth. They're distortions. They cover the truth. And it's the same as saying they hide the face of love. And to choose love, you know, I just posted today about this, about the lesson today, and, and it's like to choose, to respond with, to fear with love is the bravest thing we ever do. It truly is. And, and we should, anytime we can do that, you know, it's like, thank God. You know, it's the strength of Christ in it, in us. It's the, always the strength of Christ within me that chooses love. It's never the ego. The ego doesn't want anything to do with love. <laughs> and so when, when I look at my mind, when I look within at my mind, and I ask that question, am I at peace? The mind will always tell me the truth. And um, I just have to be honest about that and choose peace and to choose love. Uh, or, you know, that's what I aspire to always do. I'm not always successful, that's for sure. But I always aspire to choose love when any type of fear shows up. And, um, you know, God has given me so many validations in my life that that's what works, that it becomes easier and easier to trust it, to trust the truth is true, to trust that love is real. And love is the only reality and, the, and actually the only choice I have to make. If I don't choose love, I'm choosing something that doesn't exist. And what's not love is frightening. So it's, you know, it's like we're all in this together and we all do the best we can. And there's no, you know, there's no stumbling in God's eyes. We're his perfect son. And he adores us and accepts us just the way we are. Whether we're in fear or not, God accepts us and loves us. We never lose the love of God. We never lose his power that is always ours with a little bit of willingness to accept and to experience, and it's, it's like a win-win. We can't lose here, you know. We can believe we lose. We can believe we're doing terrible. We can believe <laughs> I can't learn this, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because truth is true. Whether we believe it or know it or experience it, you know, truth is always true, and we can always fall back on that and just fall into God's arms and just say, I give up, God. I just give up. You take over. My will is yours. Do with me what you will. <laughs> and um, when I've been able to do that, and I have done it many times out of exhaustion, out of, out of being exhausted from battling this world, battling appearances, battling illusions, battling my beliefs, I just give up, God. I just am going to fall into your arms. Let it be done unto me according to thy will. And um, that's when I find my peace. I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Oh, and that's an excellent, um, an excellent observation about forgiveness. Thank you, Lana. Yes. yes thank you, Lana. You I love that. I give up. That is so great. <laughs> I give up. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Uh, Thank I love you, Lana. Yeah. I, I love I, your I'm excellent. still working. Oh, sorry. I love your 
I loved your explanation of boundaries. I thought that was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still thinking about boundaries, too, because, as you know, I'm taking this mandated reporting thing today, and we've got lots of fences around our children so they don't run out in the street and get hit. And uh, we have places for them to be and places for them not to be in the school. And boundaries are uh, can be looked at as loving, as God's loving arms. Yesterday, uh, Jonathan's sweet partner, Nadine, who works at Roundtable, went to deliver pizza at a person's house and felt very uncomfortable there. And when she got home, I won't go into the whole story, but when she got home, she told Jonathan, and Jonathan looked up sex offenders, and indeed, he is one. He's a rapist who lives in Fort Bragg, and there are many who have been forgiven and are living among us, and that's fine, and it's good to be forgiving, but I'm glad that Jonathan looked that person up and that Nadine was able to take this list today to Roundtable and say, I do not want to deliver pizza to these people because she is being protected. So there are boundaries that protect us. And uh, not in judging the person, you know, any people, but just realizing that boundaries are here to protect us. That's all. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Robert Marie. Yes, anything can be repurposed for the atonement. Anything um, can be used. You know, like, that's what Holy Spirit does. He takes everything the ego made and repurposes it for the atonement. And that use of boundaries is, is like I took the idea of boundaries and repurposed it for the love of God and the safety of my fellow man. That's a loving choice to use in a perfect example how something like boundaries made by the ego to separate can be repurposed for the truth and for the atonement. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm, Thank you, Lana. Thank you, everybody on the call. This is Jennifer, and good morning. Wow, what a great conversation we're having. And um, I woke up this morning like, oh, yay, I get to get on the call. I'm a little tired, but I get to be here. And the first thought I thought was um, a lesson today is going to be about being in present time. In present time, when I'm in present time, um, I'm I'm, I'm complete. Um, So I had a... And I had a big smile on my face. So I uh, have a little story. Uh, I went uh, after dark, uh, past twilight, to take my dog on a walk a couple nights ago. And I'm just feeling really, uh, you know, happy. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just uh, feeling like a complete, you know, like I'm doing everything's good. Get to walk my dog. Um, it's beautiful here. And... All of a sudden, I started having these thoughts of fear of like, okay, I'm a woman, and um, I have a little dog, and it's dark on this trail, and um, I see like three 
smaller bodies kind of rode up walking towards me. And, and I thought, okay, just let the fear go. You're fine. Nothing says don't go on the walk tonight to me. It just, you know, everything's good until. And so I'm processing, releasing that fear and being aware. So one of the figures happened to be a, uh, three very young teenage boys. And one was like, I don't know, three, three yards from me. He was like, oh, can I pet your dog? And he, he's with, now he's a yard from me. And I put my arm across in the air, which you could barely see us. I said, no, no, that's not, not okay. And he continued to walk like he would go to pet my dog. And I, I got really angry, very um, disrespected, felt, and, you know, da-da-da-da. And I, so in those moments, there was a fear manifested, I guess. Um, and um, I guess the, the point of my story is uh, my ego did fire up, uh, but also truth fired up. I had a combination of the two. It was very simple to the point. But there was a little conversation between him he and I as we parted. Um, and I felt the anger fire up in my legs like you're going to war. Like it was an automatic response, a physical one of survival. And it, I was just angry. I'm angry that, you know, I'm a woman and because I'm a woman, you're more of a target possibly to be attacked. Now, that doesn't necessarily be true, but it, it just made me angry that I can't have my freedom at any time uh, because of the world we live in. Um, and so, anyways, I, um, I let go of the, my judgment of myself, of letting my, my ego run a little bit constructively, but run it, run a little bit on that kid walking away and um, as a defense. And I noticed the anger that started to pump through my veins, like just chills, like, like duck skin up my shins. I mean, I don't think I remember that happening before of anger, like, ooh. Um, it was released when I forgave myself. And um, that's what it's about. It's it's just learning to, oh, I was identifying, I have a fear before I even ran into these three young men. And, um, and then I, there was a situation created, probably between the two of us, you know, or the, you know, the four of us. So who knows? But I, I release myself, and then immediately that anger that usually stays for like eight hours, it was gone within a minute or so or less out of my body. So that's true forgiveness. Uh, I forgave myself. And because of this course and, and y'all, I'm, I'm learning that. And, it, and, um, and guilt, how guilt is, you know, going to church and they want money and I don't have money to give. And, uh, or they want your talents. And I don't have energy to give talents right now besides my love when I show up. So it's really learning, oh, there's guilt. There's a projection possibly from, you know, the minister. Who, who knows? You know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not psychic. But it's, it's learning to forgive, forgive my mind 
and go back into into an alignment with God and um, my innocence. Uh, I'm complete. Thank you, Jennifer. I love that Thank word you, a Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. This is Jessica, and um, this is a really great conversation because, um, you know, I, I think what what um, what Lana was saying about boundaries being uh, an expression of the level of forgiveness we can each achieve at any given time. I definitely can tell with myself that there are times when I respond to a situation that with uh, open heart and that there is no fear and that and the same situation um, at other times would would be I, I wouldn't be able to extend the forgiveness and experience it to the to uh, to feel you know the fear comes up and what what I'm reminded of is I don't know how many people on the call are familiar with Peace Pilgrim who was a woman who, I forget if it was in the 70s, maybe she was born in the 70s, and then throughout her life, she made it her mission to spread peace and love, and she just walked everywhere. She walked miles and miles and miles and miles, and she never had a place to stay ahead of time. Sometimes she would just lie down and use a rock for a pillow. She never had food or, or anything, and people would give her whatever she needed. And she would go into situations where uh, there were very hostile, aggressive people and they would not hurt her ever because she apparently had that level of forgiveness and love. I mean, I guess she was sort of like, like Jesus might have been, you know, just like exuding this, peace and and acceptance and forgiveness even to people who intended uh initially to be aggressive and possibly harmful and she just didn't she looked she saw the other part of them and so they responded from that part and it's really fascinating there's these little booklets if people don't know about her a little booklets about her um anyway that came to my mind in relation to the, you know, what the the degree to which I or any of us, but especially I, uh, my awareness of my ability to be forgiving. I mean, I'll just say one more thing, which is that in my uh, intimate relationship with my partner, there are days when I feel defensive in reaction to something he might say or do or not do and hurt, and all of those things. And there are other days when I'm able to um, just, you know, he might say something that I normally would take offense and feel hurt or angry, and I just don't. You know, I just see, you know, it's either an expression of love or a call for love, and then I see it as a call for love, and it it dissolves or... It um, de-escalates the situation to be a, one of peace. Anyway, so the great conversation. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you, Jessica. Beautiful reflection. Oh, that was lovely, Jessica. East Pilgrim was always my hero. I loved her. <laughs> you all are, are, we're all each other's heroes on this call. <laughs> heroes in the dream. Good morning, everybody. It's Jude. It's been lovely listening to everyone's shares. And, um, you know, the lesson, I will not be afraid of love today, speaks really intimately that to me that I will not be af- afraid of my capital self today. Myself, my capital self is God created me. And the text really um, strums it, sings it loudly to me that um, there is only one and there is no other. There is nothing other than that oneness. And it's unity, state of grace, and it's holiness, in its wholeness, as one, there is not two. There is only one, and um, there is no other. There's no other. There is nothing other than myself, my capital self, and that is love. There is no place or time where love is not. There is no place or time where God is not. There is no place or time when capital I am. Is not. And in my holy awareness, in my holy mind, when I keep this in my mind, in his mind, our mind, our shared mind, the shared capital awareness of everything that is aware of itself, its capital itself, itself is one, that it's all in the same oneness. What is the same cannot be different. And when I think of differences, I think of the the separate mind that thinks. Thinks thoughts, names and words and sentences and beliefs and concepts. We're getting to the end of the book again. To the end of conceptualizing. Thinking about what we are. Knowingly being love itself is to be awake. Awake without thinking. Can I be awake without thinking? I tried it yesterday and I fell asleep. I was so relaxed. <laughs> and I woke up from my, my little cat nap and I thought, can you do that without sleeping? To be awake without sleeping. And I got a couple other funny, funny things that have um, helped me in my awareness, my capital awareness of this self in me, the capital self in me that merely is love itself, in love with everything as its capital itself. I hear with my eyes and I see with my ears because with my eyes and my ears I cannot see or I cannot hear. So practice seeing with your ears, loving with your ears, loving with your eyes. Oh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to put into words because it's beyond the mind, beyond thoughts, beyond words. But we can experience it, know it, and be it. Thank you all for being here. I love you all. Have a joyful and limitless, peaceful day today. It's only in peace and quiet that I can 
actually know and be the truth that I am, the love that I am, capital I am. I am complete. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. You know, it's really become apparent to me that love is formless. It's not something we can grasp or define or, or um, define. It's a formless, like Alana, you said, an attributeless. Um, being everywhere, being in everything, as everything, it's beyond form and appearances and what seems to be appearing and disappearing, anything that's temporal or, or changes, and, and to um, stay in the awareness of, of being consciousness, being awareness, being knowingness itself, that I know everything, I am aware of everything as my capital self. Um, that's the looking inward and not projecting what, might think, what I think about out side of me. That's the letting go of what I think I know, of what I judge. And judgment, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. And talking about these boundaries and, you know, I don't walk out in front of trucks or I don't stick my hand on a hot stove. I mean, there there are delineations to our physical experience in a body, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something beyond the body. We are not the body. We are not what we think we are. We're trying to discern and know and understand the difference. And it's a huge difference. Thank you again for being here and letting me speak out loud what I think about all day. (laughs) Ode to joy. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Thank Jennifer, something just came to me. Um, well, just to kind of put things in short, I, how I want to be in my day is, one, just to forgive myself all day long for the anguish or for the fear um, that comes up um, and, you know, forgive 
other people, um, if I'm, you know, thinking that it's, they're the cause, <laughs> and forgive myself for uh, being in a so-called perception, and um, just to go through all throughout my day, allowing myself to release, heal the guilt that I experience when I can feel my own fear because I'm really grounded now. I'm not buried in addiction of all sorts of kinds. Um, and so I'm really feeling, and I could feel where my brother and sister have a, maybe a different story, but they have a similar fear. So the mirror is reflecting back that that opportunity there is to heal. But it, who is it to heal? It's to heal. It's for me to give it back to God. So I just want to remember that, you know, heaven, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they want me to give my fear every moment that I am conscious and present to them, to them. So so I can be uh, in a state of feeling um, connected and loved. I don't always feel whole in those moments because I'm feeling a shift in my body of releasing all these fears which come in all kinds of emotions and all kinds of situations trigger. So it's just a really learn how to be quiet in any given moment, a loud room or a quiet one. Usually the quiet ones are the most haunting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and there's no denying <clears throat> what's there, especially when you're grounded. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I just, my point is God wants us to give everything to him so we can be restored in, in love. I pass. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. That was so perfect. Yes, God wants me to give him the anger I feel for my brother. God wants him to give. God wants me to give him the pain I feel in my back. God doesn't want me to do anything but give it to him. And when I remember to do that, it saves myself a lot of suffering. That's for sure. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, thank you both. It's really nice. Yes, and when I'm able to give it to God, then I'm able to forgive it because God's got a plan, and I don't know what that is. So, But when I truly can have faith that God's got a plan and truly know that I don't really know what it is, I'm just here to keep forgiving so that God's plan for the new earth can come into fruition how can a new earth come into fruition if I don't forgive the old one I'm complete yeah thank you Sandra thank you just very quickly I, I want to give you a thought Jesus has been oh my god the last few weeks just reminding me over and over and over again about and there's a line in the 
manual for teachers, I believe, where Jesus says, mind is the activating agent of spirit, giving it its creative abilities. So all I have to do is point my mind towards God. That activates spirit within my mind. And I leave my wrong-mindedness and I return to my right mind because as soon as I choose it, it's it's naturally activates spirit. You know, and that the idea that I have the power to activate the spirit within my mind just by choosing it or pointing my mind away from the fear and towards the truth and love and God. That's all I have to do. God, spirit picks up the ball and does the rest. <laughs> you know, so it's the solution and the remedy is so simple. And I, I am always baffled about the times I'm reluctant to do that. And I'd rather hold on to the anger or hold on to the fear or hold on to the pain and not just, you know, just say, fix it, God. I'm point my mind in its direction and let and activate my spirit within me, within my mind. So I'm complete. Sorry, you didn't mean to babble. No, it's not babbling. Your babble is welcome here. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're describing your relationship with God and, and, and the faith that you have in it and the trust that you have in it. And <clears throat> I know for me that's been a process. <laughs> I'm complete. Very much so. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, too, Sandra. That's it. Um, thank you for that. Um, something that came to me the other day was, you know, that to trust and have faith in God is, is a total commitment that there's nothing partial about it. And um, I think, you know, the text speaks speaks of that today, you know, that, that um, I either give all of myself to God. And, you know, I love the way you speak of the Atlanta because it, you really help teach me how to turn over um, my body and, and my pain um, and, and not separate that from, from the, um, the trust and the love that is the truth inside of me, that, you know, looking, when I say looking inward, that's what I mean, that I turn to God and I say, you know, I'm thinking about pain again, and I do this all through the day, and um, it's like, you know, then I and whether it comes or goes really becomes irrelevant because I, I my mind is my mind is isn't on it anymore and um that I can't have two different I can't have two opposing thoughts at the same time I can't have love and fear at the same time in my in my mind or in my heart um I can't have faith um, and fear in my heart at the same time has become really apparent to me. I can't have joy 
and happiness and misery at the same time. You know that it's it's one experience, and it's con and it can be constant or consistent depending on the level of my my um, my willingness to be happy and joyous and free. You know, I don't have to think about myself that much, um, uh, but I I I really recognize how much. I can on some days because my body is in pain and I think about myself instead of thinking about everything else all around me. And, um, you know, the Course is very clear in, in saying do not limit your awareness to your tiny limited perception of it. This is what makes you suffer. And I'm like, oh, no kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Courts and Miracles. I am complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. You and Lana are my are my inspirations for body pain. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you both so much. Oh, I appreciate and love you too so much, Sandra. Thank you. Oh, right back at you, Sandra. So, um, you know, I've been thinking about this because I'm getting older and, you know, we've read about sacrifice and loss and the whole idea of sacrifice and loss is associated with the identification with the body, you know, and the personality and what I claim is my own um, that belongs to me, Judy, and that I can possess alone and um, that we're never alone ever, ever, ever in the experience of our oneness and our wholeness. And this is something that's become important for me in um wanting to maintain and sustain the awareness of the totality of capital self because I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't want to suffer. I want to end suffering. And the Course speaks of this, to love one, to devote my day to miracles, to devote my day to miracles, devote myself to being my capital self. And wholly loving life right here, right now, because it's impossible for me to be anywhere else. No matter what shape my body's in, it doesn't matter. Recognize what doesn't matter. I'm perfectly capable of loving everything around me. This old and aging and painful body, too, um, all included, nothing excluded. And... Um, Boy, oh boy, doesn't that just really make me feel wonderful. Thank you, I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Keep up the good work. You're doing it for us all. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the name of the game, you know. Uh, to devote myself to miracles is to... Um, Recognize that forgive and you will see this differently. Um, the, the circumstances, and I'm, I'm going to talk about circumstances of my difficulty this weekend. 
only because it illustrates forgiving you'll see this differently um, my sister-in-law has really bad knees and they've been bad for um, probably 10 years and she's tried a lot of um, we'll just say unproven methods and uh, not gotten relief well anyway it's so bad that she can't get into her vehicle anymore and, and she can't walk and so we took a walker over and she's finally going to go to the doctor this afternoon but she can't get into her vehicle so we're going to take our car over and help her get in and probably go with her even though her husband's there and she's just very 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 afraid of all this which is why the problem is what it is but in any event here's Lori itemizing uh, the difficulties uh, her husband should be able to support her they can afford to buy a car if Kathy goes to that appointment with them she's inserting herself into their relationship um, and all these silly thoughts I had about this situation this afternoon and I was totally out of peace I mean I had lost peace altogether by yesterday afternoon uh, unconscious of the fact that I was itemizing all the reasons to withhold forgiveness <laughs> and that's why I like this reading uh, today because to forgive is a gift I give my mind Lana you said it all when you said ask myself am I at peace and after having itemized all the reasons to withhold our help um, of course I wasn't at peace I was so far out of peace uh, I wasn't even in the moment anymore now, I was six months or eight months down the road uh, itemizing all the things that are still going to be difficult because I'm not allowing truth to be true what is truth you know it's he says not arrogant it's not arrogant to um, as he said to be as you were created or to use what he gave as answer to his son to set him free the gift of God to you is limitless and there was I there was I itemizing all the reasons not to be helpful oh well if we're helpful it'll affect their relationship or oh if we're helpful uh, she won't help herself or you know um, and, that, and that's the point I want to make that um, what is with forgiveness looks and waits and judges not but an unforgiving thought is frantic I'm not at peace I'm not at peace it goes about overturning reality in all the ways that it can to justify its failure to forgive the beauty of this reading is that um, it illustrates how forgiveness and the miracle walk hand in hand together and when I stop justifying all the reasons to withhold love from this situation um, I'm back in real time I'm back here and now and the only satisfying the only truly satisfying thing to do 
in this situation is to render help where help is needed. Um, yeah, we're about the time to end our recording. And so I'm going to take a liberty um, and, and close this call today with just a little, I mean, close this recording. Uh, because it's so personally meaningful to me today from chapter 7 in A Course of Love. That chapter is called Withholding. Gift of God to you is limitless. It's not arrogant to use the love God has given you. Be the means. Be the means whereby your brother finds peace. Withholding? Let us return now to what you would withhold and see the effects that this withholding has upon yourself and the world that seems to hold you separate. This is indeed the first and most general lesson in, with, in regard to withholding. The world does not keep you separate. You keep yourself separate from the world. The world. This is what has made the world the world it is. What you withhold... The love I withhold allows illusion to rule and truth to be locked away in a vault so impenetrable and so long secured that you have thought it forgotten. You have not realized the vault is your own heart or that the truth is what you've chosen to keep secure and set aside there. When you believe this is so and that what you give away will you will receive in truth, you will throw open the doors to this safe house and all the joy you've kept from yourself will return. Forgiveness and the miracle. A great exchange will happen as a powerful wind sweeps through your heart and all the love you've denied the world will be released. It will flow in every direction, leaving not a corner of the universe untouched. In an instant, the eternal will be upon you. Death will be a dream as the wind of life, reunited with itself, gathers from directions that are beyond direction and breathes life back into what was so long locked away. My own heart, after this, a gentle breeze will come, never again to leave you as life breathes as one. These principles ask that I not withhold love. And it's impossible that there's any loss in love. Amen. Thank you all for just a really illuminating call today. I enjoyed it very much. And I enjoyed the working of the miracle in my own life. So, God bless you all. And uh, I'll just end this recording, but not the call.